This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Here in New Hampshire, Nikki Haley has made an unholy alliance with rhinos, never Trumpers, Americans for no prosperity. Did you ever hear that? Did you ever hear them? Americans for no prosperity. I added the word no in. I added the word no in. <laughs> They're not Americans for prosperity. They're Americans for no prosperity. Donald Trump is back. And I, I think he's a, I think he's a polished uh, version of the previous Donald Trump. Do you think that? It's, uh, it's very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Well, well, well. Happy Tuesday and welcome to our number three. It's how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, right? Three. There is, uh, you know, the word crazy is being used a lot more than than it used to be used because uh, there's so much crazy going on. All those nutty Democrats. <clears throat> And I just mentioned in uh, Davos, where the World Economic Forum, the WEF, <clears throat> we have to abbreviate it. It's got to be the WEF, not the World Economic Forum anymore. Now it's WEF. And uh, they have a big powwow. It's a confab. It's all kinds of stuff. And they got, and they have people with uh, French accents. People with French accents. And. Um, at Davos, they announce they're sitting there and they're having coffee and they start, they said they're experiencing inner struggles, inner struggles because coffee, as it turns out, is really bad for the environment. So Starbucks is going to have to be canceled. The Democrats might have to go loot every Starbucks store in America, which they're very fond of doing. They like looting. Looting is their thing. The D.C. City Council is looking at that. They might make looting illegal too. They don't want to don't want to, you know, go too far. They should make crime illegal in Washington, D.C. Then, and then uh, get more police because there are a lot of criminals committing a lot of crimes. Then the police can arrest them. Then they'd have to prosecute them. And that, uh, that's where you run into the problem, I think. But at Davos, Davos, they have this, they had the uh, thing. They're globalists. And they're meeting in Davos in Switzerland. And a Swiss banker named Hubert Keller, Hubert Keller. He said coffee drinkers should probably go to re-education camps. And I made up the re-education camp part. But you're a crime. You are a walking crime. You're a, you're a crime against the environment if you drink coffee. Because listen to what he had to say, a little uh, back and forth, and I'm talking about drinking coffee and how terrible it is and why you should stop drinking coffee. Basically, the coffee that we all drink... Um, yeah. emits between 15 and 20 ton of CO2 per ton of coffee. Uh-huh. So we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. Uh-huh. Um, the other Somebody one of the reason is because most of the coffee plantation or most of the coffee is produced through monoculture. 
and, um, and, and monoculture is also affected by climate change. Um, the quality of these nature assets is uh, deteriorating quite rapidly. Rapidly? Is, uh, uh -huh, is, uh, and then he uh, went, uh, he saw a lady skunk go by. And he chased after the lettuce skunk because he could smell her skunk-like smell. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he turned into Pepe Le Pew right before our very eyes. Pepe. You do not have to come with me to the Casbah. We are already here. We are already here, the Casbah. Oh, Zacharou. 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 Since he's talking about coffee, now, every time you see a liberal drinking coffee, You've got to tell them that for every ton of coffee that is harvested, there are 15 to 20 tons of CO2 put into the uh, environment, into the atmosphere. And therefore, if you're a liberal and you're drinking your $9 Starbucks coffee, you are killing the planet. You're killing Mother Earth. See? You're a murderer of Mother Earth. Isn't that terrible? One time many years ago when I was a young cub in the news business, I went to Vandenberg Air Force Base for the launch of an MX missile, the launch of an MX missile. And a bunch of liberals have, had gathered outside the gate, and they were on the ground pounding on their backs, kicking their feet and pounding their fists into the ground, crying, literally uh, tears streaming down their faces, crying and screaming at the top of their lungs, they're killing my mother, they're killing my mother, Mother Earth. See, and the MX missile was going to kill their mother. It's going to kill Mother Earth. Now, I bet all those people are getting their coffee at Starbucks, which is really killing Mother Earth. And the MX missile helped save Mother Earth and all of humanity, thanks to Ronald Reagan. You're welcome. And the patriarchy. You know. Really, I can't imagine being uh, like a liberal leftist. Uh, dimwit. You should thank the patriarchy every day. Every day when you get out of bed, you should get on your knees and pray and thank the patriarchy. Oh, speaking of global warming, this is important because it's your CO2, your Starbucks, and one ton of coffee, 15 to 20 tons of CO2. Make a note. Share it with a liberal. Just don't let them have any sharp objects because... But uh, speaking of global warming, 20 people stranded on Lake Erie ice flow back on land after rescue operation. Lake Erie which is all clean now and beautiful and very nice. And uh, the people around Lake Erie are nice, too. It's called Lake Erie, though. It doesn't sound perfect, does it? You know, 15 miles on the Erie Canal and all that. 20 people stranded on Lake Erie ice flow. And when you say ice flow, you know, flow is spelled F-L-O-E, F-L-O-E. Not F-L-O, like flow and eddy. Like uh, slow gin. No, like slow, like slow gin. What an alcoholic response that is. <laughs> it's not flow gin. It's slow, it's slow gin. No, F-L-O-E. So 20 people stranded, uh, 20 people rescued from ice flow on Catawba Island State Park. It's Catawba Island State Park. And they were fishing. They were fishing people. And you do ice fishing and, and things like that. And 20 people got, because it's a, one of the Great Lakes. It's gigantic. And they got... Uh, they were out there on the ice, and then it broke away. Oh, no. You know, like that polar bear on the ice floe? They were like that. They were like that polar bear, the one that Al Gore was so concerned about. 
There are five times as many polar bears today as there were in 1970. Everything that the Democrats say is uh, a lot of hooey. It's a lot of This is for real. It is not made up. It is not made up. Yeah. And so what happened to Tipper Gore? She went away, right? Didn't she go? Tipper. Her name's Tipper. They call her Tipper. Tipper. Yeah, that's uh, so we got uh, we got that. And uh, that French guy, he reminds me of that French lady. We have that French lady uh, today. She has a French accent. She um, she's a journalist, right? She's a journalist and she loves Hamas. She loves Hamas and she converted to Islam. What was she before? She was a Catholic and she converted to Islam because you know, she's a leftist. That's the thing about her. And uh, where is she? Where is she in my... 19? She's number 19 on the big cut sheet here. And she... I have many, many uh, sound actualities for you today. Here's the uh, the annoying journalist uh, on uh, She Converted to Islam. Dr. Miriam. Dr. Miriam. She's a doctor, you know. Dr. Miriam Francois. Yeah, and uh, it's a Francois, which is, you know, means French, right? So you'll be surprised to learn that Dr. Miriam Francois, who is presumably a woman and definitely French, Dr. Miriam Francois, she converted to Islam and she loves Hamas and she doesn't like the Jews. And so naturally, I, I don't want to give it away like a spoiler alert. I'll, well, we'll listen to her and then see, because you can play along at home. What does she do? What does she do that's typically you know, that you might predict from a French uh, woman. Here is Dr. Miriam Francois. We are bombing the poorest, one of the poorest countries in the world that has been under a humanitarian blockade. There has been famine. These people have been decimated. And we are bombing them because a couple of guys in dinghies in support for the Palestinians who are having a genocide committed against them. They're objecting to that. And we're bombing them. Come on now. Now, a couple of guys in dinghies, poor guys in dinghies. She's talking about the Houthis? The Houthi rebels, a terrorist group. She converted to Islam, and now she's a terrorist. And she's got a plan. See, she's got a plan. Because a couple of guys in dinghies, your anchor scratched my dinghy. Your dinghy scratched my anchor. Sorry, I got my, got my Rodney Dangerfield backward. Your dinghy scratched my anchor. And uh, so she's on Sky News, and um, and Dr. Miriam Francois is there to defend. Hey, come on, a couple of just because they're supporting the, the Hamas terrorist organization and the Houthis also being funded by Iran. Boy, when she converts to Islam, she converts to Islam. But it gets better because she's got a plan. I'm so sorry your Amazon packages are delayed. I really am. Like, I wish mine came on time. But, you know, genocide, guys, genocide. There are two mothers a day dying in Gaza right now. It's 109 days. It's 109 days. Well, maybe they should release the hostages. What do you think? Maybe they should stop um, their genocidal quest to wipe out Israel from the river to the sea, which Democrats now chant in Harvard board meetings. But never mind that. So she loves the Houthis. She loves Hamas. The poor, the mothers today. Let's show the videos of the uh, genital mutilation uh, perpetrated by the savages. And uh, while you're talking about this, we'll do big box, little box on the TV screen like that. But wait a minute. 
it's uh, it's time to get French. There are over 60,000 people injured with no access to food, water, aid. How dare we have a conversation about trade when there are children right now being treated without anesthetic? Well, the there are things that, that require us to make some sacrifices, the, and this would be I one mean, of they, them. they do have the global economy, global markets hostage. Good for them. Bill Brother. Good for them. Cease fire now. Cease fire now. We're going to have to uh, leave it uh, there. Uh, Sky News and the anchor woman of Sky News uh, just shaking her head saying, well, when? and she's uh, she has to end. She's like uh, wanted to get the anchor one, get one final question. And she's slapping the desk saying, cease fire now. Cease fire now. She's Francois, but she learned to speak English from the British. And so she has a British accent. But what does she want to do? That's typically French. Surrender. She wants to surrender. She, you know, French rifle sale. Never used, only dropped once. That's the uh, never used, only dropped once French rifle sale. That's uh, why are the boulevards of Paris lined with trees? Why are the boulevards of Paris lined with trees? So the Germans can march in the shade. See, so the Germans can march in the shade. And that's the uh, thing. So cease fire now, cease fire now, says Dr. Francois. Boy, if they weren't surrendering, what what would they uh, be doing? You know, surrender culture. They got that uh, Arc de Surrender in Paris. You ever been to the Arc de Surrender? The Arc de Surrender. That's uh, remarkable stuff. You're a Democrat party. I'm telling you. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, All right. Now, I still haven't gotten to the politics, but I will. I will. Um, Right now, we don't have a ton of time, but let's go to, let's go to, uh, let's go to Greg Calling from Chicago, Illinois, listening on the great WLS. Greg, you are on the Chris Plant Show. Well, hi, Chris. I love your show. You're, you're always on topic. You're always funny. Uh, I've got a question. If, it, if a ton of coffee puts all these tons of CO2 into the air, how do they weigh the CO2 if it's a gas? <laughs> Don't get all technical with them. They're the party of science. They're the party of science, political oh. science and science fiction. And, you know, they can weigh gas. Uh, they have to because they're, you know, they're all their heroes are gas bags and they, they can wear, it's like Michael Moore. Uh, you can weigh Michael Moore and uh, he's a gas, not an inert gas. That is a fair question. How do they weigh CO2 gas? And uh, tell us how many tons there are of, because normally, uh, gas, if it's the kind of gas that floats up into the atmosphere, uh, that's lighter than air, right? That's lighter than air gas. That's my thought. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So how do you weigh, where is the scale where they where, where they weigh gases that are lighter than air? Maybe they weigh the people at Davos and then uh, multiply it times uh, 10 or something. It's possible that they weigh the people at Davos and then multiply by 10. It's, that is a very interesting question, Greg. There are tons, and they talk about it constantly. I know how to weigh a ton of coffee. That I can do. But how do you weigh a ton of gas? It's possible that Michael Moore could answer that question. They're the party of science. They think there are 130 genders. Party of science. Right? And they think that your genitals do not define your gender. But if you remove your genitals, then that's how you affirm your gender. See? They're the party of science. We should bow to the great party of science. 
the Democrat Party. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yeah, I haven't even gotten to the Supreme Court yesterday siding with the Biden administration over Texas on the razor wire and how uh, interesting that is. And John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett, uh, siding with, and they determined based on the law and the Constitution, not on politics, every single Democrat nominee on the court always goes 100% of the time with the party and never deviates. It's never based on the law or the Constitution with the left-wing nominees to the court, which is why the Democrat Party wants to pack the court with other like-minded lefties that will always side with the party, goose-stepping obediently to the party line, as every Democrat on the Supreme Court always does. And you can rely on the uh, conservative nominees to the court to consider the law, weigh the law, the Constitution, and render judgment. And, and they're not always predictable. And it's certainly been true of President Trump's picks, his nominees for the Supreme Court. They have uh, been reliable jurists, but not predictable jurists because they may not always come down on the side that you might presume the Republican Party or conservatives would prefer or President Trump would prefer, uh, but that's your Democrat Party. And I'm not, you know, dug in deep enough to the, the thinking. I haven't read the opinions and the dissenting opinions in, these, uh, in this particular case. But I actually have confidence in Amy Coney Barrett and, and to a lesser extent, Judge John Roberts. But, um, you know, this is how it works. You, you rule based on the law and the Constitution. That's what I'm saying. Adam Housley at Fox News said, While I'm at it, just a question. How many times in the last 15 years have liberal justices crossed over and voted for the conservative, voted with the conservative ones? Meantime, how many times... Has it happened counting today, right, that conservatives don't just go with the conservative party line? The left, the left, they want the party line. Crazy, I'm telling you. Uh, uh, uh. Also on, uh, you know, Trump and Republicans being fascists, David Harsanyi tweets, scary if he's elected. President Trump might start throwing candidates off ballots like in Senegal, pressuring tech companies to censor opposition like they did in 2020 and ignore the Supreme Court like on the border. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Uh, Rachel Maddow, she's on uh, MSDNC. She was talking to Jen Psaki, who is an anchor on MSDNC. She is, of course, the former Biden White House press secretary with the gasoline-colored hair. You know, she uh, looks a lot like, uh, you know, in, uh, uh, from Russia with love. The, uh, <laughs> Colonel Kleb. Colonel Kleb. <laughs> and old James Bond movie. But uh, so Rachel Maddow coming from home because they pay her $30 million a year. So every now and then she's got to turn on her, her uh, iPad and do a little, do a little TV. Hit. And uh, they're still spreading this terrorism thing, this, this terror, the horror. And this is what David Harsanyi was, uh, was referring to when he was mocking uh, the suggestion that Trump is going to be a dictator. He was president for four years. Can you name anything that he did that was dictatorial while he was president for four years? And I welcome any, you know, liberal, left-wing, uh, mentally ill person to call in. We're at 888-630-9625. And explain to me what uh, President Trump did while president uh, that was dictatorial in any way. Can you? I know tweets, tweets, but that's not dictatorial. That's just kind of Queens, New York. Pay no attention. So here's uh, Rachel Maddow on, uh, on the television from her living room. I think that there's a very simple reason that Trump is making that the closing argument in what may be the last contested primary. And it's because that's really what he's offering. I mean, this is the special sauce. Donald Trump is not leading the Republican Party and leading the Republican field of candidates because of his youthful vigor <laughs> or because of his uh, you know, policy preferences. Uh-huh. And Jen Psaki's laughing with her. Well, compared to the cadaver that's living in the in the White House right now, He's Kip Kano. That's, I use Kip Kano because that's a, it's old. Uh, he was a, a, a world champion runner. There's none, none of that is going on. What he's offering is what he both sort of inherently offers and now more and more explicitly offers, which is if you pick me, that'll be the end of politics. That'll be and the end of politics. You won't have to deal with politics anymore. You the, won't have to deal with that's right. that'll contested be elections. You won't have to deal with mm. contests or divisions when it comes to power, right. you'll have a strongman leader and I'll just do what I want. And sure. won't that be a lot simpler? Yeah. Um, that's what he's offering. That, that's that what he's strongman offering. model is strongman. what the Republican base is enthused about. And that- That's right. The whole Republican base is, and that's what the Republican base is enthused about, is the strongman model where the, it would be the end of politics, the end of politics. And that's where David Harsanyi at uh, The Federalist wrote, if he's elected, he might throwing might start throwing candidates off ballots. I told you Hawaii and all the other states where the Democrats are trying to throw President Trump off of ballots and how it parallels perfectly what's happening in Senegal right now, which is not a first world country. And David Harsanya, the Federalist, says, maybe he'll pressure tech companies to censor the opposition like the FBI did, getting... Uh, Twitter and Facebook on the horn. Don't let people share that story about Hunter Biden's laptop and Joe Biden's the big guy who gets 10%. Got to stop that. Sig Heil, FBI. And uh, wait a minute. Who's uh, censoring speech? And 
And uh, and David Harsanya says, and ignore the Supreme Court because Joe Biden was uh, told by the Supreme Court, see, uh, that he can't just allow the open borders and that he's going to let millions and millions of people coming into the country illegally and and uh, you can't just wave everybody in and give everybody uh, oh, and the and the uh, and the, the the student loan debt relief of what is a hundred and thirty six billion dollars now, and the Supreme Court told him you can't do that. You can't. This is the role of the Congress. We have branches of government and separation of powers, and the so called purse strings are controlled by the Congress and in particular the House of Representatives. And you can't just take a hundred and thirty six billion dollars and hand it out like walking around money on election day in Chicago with the crooked Democrat Party corrupt machine. Uh, But he's gone national with this, and the Supreme Court said, you can't do it. And he said, screw the Supreme Court. We're going to pack the Supreme Court, and we're going to pack the Senate and give senators to Puerto Rico and D.C. who will carry guns and shoot people in crowds, which might be illegal in D.C. soon. Honestly, if you want to shoot people in crowds in D.C., do it now. It could be illegal soon. But for now, it's okay. And so David is exactly right. And, that's, and, then, and then again, what did President Trump do that was dictatorial? Anything? Uh, secure our border? Remember, Barack Obama put children in cages and then threw them into wood chippers and made a mulch out of them. I made up the last part. But you know, it, it, uh, maybe next time around. Honestly. All right, we've got, uh, look at the time. We've got to get to, uh, let's get to President Trump. Well, you know what? First, let's get to uh, Joe Biden. Let's go to number 17. Because Joe Biden yesterday um, proved once again that he's not fit to be president, that he's not up to the job. And they are announcing, um, well, it was learned yesterday, new book and all that, that Joe Biden didn't want Kamala Harris. He wanted Governor Whitmer out of, Democrat out of Michigan, and Jill Biden didn't like Kamala Harris either, didn't think she was up to the job, but um, but never mind that. That's okay. Yesterday, Joe Biden, because he's a racist, um, he confused his cabinet secretaries because he doesn't know who they are. He looks at them and he thinks, you know, one kind of Cuban-looking guy is pretty much the same as uh, another Cuban-looking guy, and Joe Biden confuses them, and that is no problem with the New York Times or CNN. Why would that be a problem? Honestly. So Joe Biden, 81 years old now, confused Javier Becerra and Alejandro Mayorkas, and the Daily Mail out of the United Kingdom is covering it, and the Washington Post is not because they're not a news organization. So Here's, uh, here's the event. President Joe Biden appeared to mix up two of his cabinet secretaries during televised remarks at the White House on Monday. Just the latest stumble amid a focus on his age and acuity, or lack thereof. Joe Biden at the White House yesterday. I'd also like to thank the gender policy advisor, my gender policy He's advisor. got a gender policy. Jen, where's Jen sitting? Where's Jen? There you are, Jen. He's got gender policy. And Secretary Becerra sitting right next to her for their leadership in this task force. No, that's Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, sorry, that is not Secretary Becerra sitting next to that is Alejandro Mayorkas. He doesn't know his cabinet members. 
He doesn't know the reporters. They give him little cheat cards with pictures of the reporter's face. Um, He is a uh, mental dwarf in a thimble trying to get out. Help, help. Who's sitting there, Jen? Jen, are you there, Jen? He can't see. Help me, help me. Uh, 81 years old, pointing to his right. Thank you. And Secretary Becerra sitting right next to her for the leadership. I mean, thank you for the leadership, but he lost a few words there. In this task force on gender, they got a task force on gender. They're going to change everyone's gender. Every Democrat is doing a gender swap. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go back to uh, the beginning of our audio. And uh, President Trump, we played President Trump talking about how Nikki Haley made an unholy alliance with the rhinos and the never Trumpers. And then he continued uh, last night in New Hampshire. Think of it. I would now be rounding out my term. In other words, if they didn't do all these things, and I could name 10 more or more, I'd now be rounding it out. It would almost be over. But because they did mess with me, now they've got us and me for four more years. Ben, he's going to be a dictator. He's going to remove uh, his political rivals from the ballot, ignore the Supreme Court, uh, steal $137 billion to spread it around to would-be voters. Uh, which is what Joe Biden has done, but our media is good with that. President Trump last night. When I was commander-in-chief, Iran was a weak, broke, and it was ready to make a deal. They were weak, they were broke, and ready to make a deal. Then Biden came in and surrendered everything. Under my leadership, we will restore peace through strength. Peace through strength, uh, the economy, and... uh, Iran, she's a broke. She's a no good. She's a brain. She's a broke. As a Joe Biden's a brain. That's a not a good brain. Vivek Ramaswamy came up on stage and took the microphone. And I got to say, he's very good on his feet. And he looked like he was just doing it off the top of his head extemporaneously, uh, talking about uh, Trump's next term, his second term as, as president. And that's what President Trump was talking about. I'd be rounding the turn in my, you know, this would be the end of year three in his second term, had a variety of things not happened. If you want to seal the border, vote Trump. If you want to restore law and order in this country, vote Trump. If you want to defeat the deep state, vote Trump. If you want to fight inflation, vote Trump. If you want to revive national pride in this country, vote Trump. If you want to revive our national identity in this country, vote Trump. If you want to make America great again, vote Trump. That's how we're going to win this in a landslide in November. I got to tell you, you got to keep Vivek on the campaign trail. Um, He is uh, very good on his feet. I saw him speaking at uh, the Mayflower Hotel in Washington a couple of years ago at the Daily Callers annual dinner, their gala dinner. And it was the first time I had seen him. I said, you know, Mano Manischewitz, that guy is good. And uh, he's uh, very good on his feet. Very good indeed. Um, yes, sir. Now, uh, Nikki Haley, she's in New Hampshire, too. She's not going to win. Today is the day to vote. And the Democrats, um, well, let's uh, just a little Nikki Haley, then we'll move on. So what I will say to Donald Trump is, if you had that political elite, you can have them. Because that's never who I wanted to work for. I always wanted to serve the people. And now we're in that situation again. Can you get me a beer? She said she wanted to serve the people. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, and maybe, you know, a little bowl of the peanuts and the... Get me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. 
I, uh, now let's go to the uh, fake uh, number eight, uh, because somebody, we don't know who, it's a mystery. It could be Russians. could be the Russian disinformation. Somebody produced a fake robocall, presumably fake. Maybe Joe Biden did it and he just doesn't remember. But uh, a fake robocall going out to Democrats, presumably, and maybe independents who may swing this thing one way or the other in New Hampshire because they have some kind of funny rules there when it comes to voting. But a fake robocall that's uh, supposed to be Joe Biden's voice, and maybe it is, maybe it's AI, maybe it's cobbled together, who knows. But here's a lot of people in New Hampshire getting this robocall telling them not to vote today. And they put uh, somebody in prison for the left did. For putting out a funny tweet, uh, making fun of Hillary Clinton. Remember that? And the Democrats put that young guy in prison for doing a joke on Twitter because they're like Hitler. They really are, and they're going to take you off the ballot. What a bunch of malarkey. It's malarkey. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Don't vote. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. Wow, that's a, that's a devious, uh, sinister. Now, what is the, that young guy put out a tweet saying, oh, you could vote online, right? Saying you could vote online. And the Democrats literally put him in prison. Nobody that attacked the White House for three days in 2020 was put in prison, but a, a funny tweet making fun of stupid people will get you a prison sentence in Adolf Hitler's America, Hillary Clinton's America. Now, um, New Hampshire voters out there on the street also, the Democrats are saying write in Joe Biden's name, write in his name. Because he's not on the ballot, because the Democrats are racists and they want South Carolina to be first. And, and they could care less about because they're pandering to race and they've got problems in the polls with African-American voters because they're the party of the KKK. And uh, so man on the street interviews Fox News with uh, would-be Joe Biden voters if he were only on the ballot. Well, I'm kind of angry about it. And some people have said, why should we write his name in when he won't even give us the time of day? He won't give you the time of day. He's not even in New Hampshire. He's not coming. He's not on the ballot. They don't care. And he's in a coma. He sleeps in an iron lung in the basement of the White House at night. Nice New Hampshire voters. We're disappointed this year not to have the Democratic primary. And that's why we're doing this, because it's not meaningless, like the DNC says. It's, it really is meaningful. So they're not voting for Joe Biden. They're not writing him in, even though they're told to write him in at the last minute because they didn't put him on the ballot because they're pandering to the black vote because they're the party of the Confederate States of America and black people shouldn't be voting for the party of Jim Crow and the party of standing in schoolhouse doors. New Hampshire voters. The Democratic National Committee has said that the, the primary, the Democratic primary here is not relevant or real. And I think that's just nonsense. I think that's just nonsense. Well, the Democrats will tell you what to think. And if they want your opinion, they'll give it to you. That's the Democrat Party. And they'll take your candidate off the ballot. And they'll ignore the Supreme Court and buy votes by paying off student loans so middle-class people in the Dakotas can pay the student loans of Harvard grads that think that communism is the bee's knees and capitalism is bad. And Joe Biden has a gender policy advisor 
because he needs to be advised on gender policy because the Democrat Party. How much more can I get to? Just see Steve Garvey, the great baseball legend, running for the Senate in California, had a little back and forth with the inchworm, Adam Schiffless. Well, we're gonna put the uh, we're gonna put Steve Garvey, baseball legend, and uh, Adam Schiffless on hold. Don't we have enough time to get in all of that? Uh, it turns out the Biden administration has released 6.2 million illegal aliens into the country so far. Usually using this parole, they call it parole loophole. And um, another remarkable story as well: America First Legal. A lawsuit reveals that they, they, the Democrats, knew about the risks of mail-out balloting. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, that's an actual government agency, and they were fully aware of the risks of mail-out ballots before the 2020 election, uh, but the bureaucracy, the per- permanent bureaucracy, stayed silent on that because... They're Democrats in the machine, and they're monkey-wrenching the system. You know, that's their, that's their thing. Um, let's take well, one more. Uh, we, had, we have too much audio to get to, and we can't get to it all. Let's go to Patrick, calling from Pensacola, Florida. Patrick, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Uh, good morning, Chris. How are you? Very well, Patrick. Thank you. Good. Uh, I, actually, I don't, you probably don't remember you talked to thousands of people, but I talked to you in 2020. And I just had a question uh, similar to my last call, and then I had a uh, had a theory. The question is, if we're so aware and been aware of what the Democrats are going to do in the 2024 election, how is it that general people like me out there are scratching their heads going, if we know what's coming and how they're going to do it, why can't we do anything to stop it? Well, that's a very fair question, and this is where Republican elected officials are supposed to come into play. It's also, Patrick, dare I say, where the news media is supposed to come into play. But the news media, as you likely know, is the most corrupt institution in the United States of America, and they're in the back pocket and the front pocket and the hip pocket of the Democrat Party, and they're, uh, you know, they're wriggling and writhing around, uh, giving the Democrat Party pleasure because that's the role of our news media today. Rather than holding the powerful accountable, there is, in fact, a merger of state and corporate power in America between the Democratic Party and only the Democratic Party, which isn't Democratic, and the American media-industrial complex. And that serves to corrupt our entire political system from start to finish. That's their role, you know. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.